Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Okay, we are back here on the Lake Show. Matthew Collar in for Henry Lake. Jace Frederick will talk basketball in about 20, 25 minutes. We will take an in-depth look at your Minnesota disappointing Timberwolves. And I listened to Zach Lowe of ESPN has the best podcast in the world. Okay, I don't get a chance as a football reporter to watch a ton of Wolves games, to watch a ton of anything. Uh, People always ask you, so uh, what are you watching on uh, Netflix or Hulu or Apple or whatever? It's like, I don't know. I got, I just, is there something good? I got nothing. Football season, I got nothing. In the off season, it was Better Call Saul, which I won't spoil it for anyone, but wow, was that good. Uh, I enjoyed that. Following that all the way from the start to the finish was cool. And uh, we had gone back at the beginning of the pandemic and watched uh, Breaking Bad all the way through and then Better Call Saul all the way through in anticipation for the final season. And so we, had, so we actually made it through. That is an, an NFL offseason. During the NFL regular season, don't ask me about anything. Like, what's going on in the news? I have no idea. But I did take uh, a few minutes to read a MinPost article that I thought was really interesting. And I usually don't read a whole lot about politics because it just uh, hurts me. Uh, but uh, it was a great breakdown of what happened in Minnesota, like why there wasn't a red wave. And the, it sort of connects to what's happening as we speak with Donald Trump talking about running in 2024 and how the suburbs did not seem to have much appreciation for the Trumpism that was being kind of presented on the Scott Jensen, Matt Burke side of things. That when they looked at how the voting broke down, uh, that the uh, promotion by Donald Trump of Scott Jensen, it, it did not connect very well with the suburbs. And also that you know there were some key topics that were really pounded by the Republicans throughout that entire election season. The, the crime, the gas prices, and it, it seems like mostly, even, even in outer Minnesota – they did not completely dominate, which you might have expected, but definitely the suburbs uh, were not into that, like that those issues were not really compelling and that going so far on the abortion topic at the very beginning for Scott Jensen was probably really costly. So things like this kind of it sort of reads like sports, like why did a team win and why did a team lose? But here's the connection is I wonder like what all this means for us, and when you have Donald Trump talking about wanting to run for 2024, when Minnesota as a whole did not vote really in favor of a lot of the ideals of the former president. And, and so would that mean that Republicans here who are talking about after the non-red wave and they're talking about 
how, you know, we actually might have to look ourselves in the mirror a little bit. Like, whose ideals are we adopting? Are we adopting losing plays, basically, which is, you know, a, an interesting discussion. I mean, that was kind of the the analysis from some of the political experts. And that's not me. It's just my reaction to reading the article was a lot of them talking about, I wonder if we have to move away from that a little bit. And then here is former President Trump coming on tonight saying, hey, I, I want to run in 2024. And it seemed for quite a long time since he became president that uh, he was th- that everyone in that party was taking their cues from him and that the standard was set from him for how they wanted to behave, how they wanted to talk in public and what um, the things that were important to him were important to them. Put it that way. And, and I wonder if here, if that's really a successful plan for that party, um, because in this last election, it does not seem like it really was. So how does that change in our future? And, you know, I was also thinking about how it seemed people came together. And, and this is not everyone. I'm not saying everyone. I'm saying when I read this article, this is how this is how it kind of broke it down, was that the abortion topic was very important to people. And a lot of people came together on this issue. And when you look at the national polls of how most Americans feel about it, uh, it is not a popular stance to completely ban all abortions. All right. Just just, that's a fact that the people who have been, you know, whatever, polled throughout the nation, not not a popular opinion. I'm not saying what you think or what your friend thinks, but like just overall. Right. So it seems to me strategically taking something that is not popular And adopting it and making your thing was probably not a very good play. But it also made me think about, like, just in general, how we all do politics or, like, a lot of us. It's a little too sportsy for me. It's a little too, like, bleep the other team, like, no matter what kind of thing. Uh, Which, look, if you're a Vikings fan and you don't like the Packers, and you don't want to admit Aaron Rodgers is the best. Well, that's that's fine. I mean, you don't have to. It's sports. Who cares? Uh, when it comes to society and voting and, and, and what we demand of our politicians, I think that there's a lot of things that we're actually on the same page with. Like if if I if you didn't know how the leadership of whatever party felt about something and we all said, like, hey, how do you feel about this? I think we would all be on the same page for a lot of subjects, not everyone, of course, for a lot of subjects. So can we look at those as two political parties and, and, and decide on what those are, right? I mean, just, I'll give you an example. If you don't think that kids at schools should have meals, then you're a sociopath. Like that's like, that has to be the most popular thing in the nation, right? Like that, but that doesn't happen everywhere. Like, why not? That has to be one of the most popular political stances you could ever take is that kids in schools should have food. Okay, right. Heat, all those things. But yet we can almost make anything in the world to be divisive. So I think how can we look at the things that we all can agree on and work with those? That's the best I got. Um, But it was an interesting article, uh, MinPost. Uh, came up with a lot of data and a lot of very smart, uh, measured analysts to break down what happened. And it was kind of like me reading a post game. So I was interested in that. 
Uh, but we'll talk basketball. We'll get back to basketball. I just think that when you decide how you feel about stuff politically, I mean, it, it felt like Minnesota said, hey, this is actually better for all of us. Like the, the radicalism of one side, the Trumpism of one side, it's, uh, that's too much for a lot of Minnesota because it wasn't really a particularly close race. Like a lot of people decided for all of us, this is better. So as you decide like how you feel about things, as opposed to, hey, it seems like the other party thinks this, I think it should, your approach should be what might be better for all of us. That's, a, that's, that's kind of the best I can do. Um, anyway, so that's, that's my reaction. Uh, I also think, by the way, that with uh, Trump deciding to run, if he runs as an independent, Republicans have to be beside themselves, right? Like if, if he does not win the nomination and, and gets himself on the ballot anyway, that's just not good for them, you would think, because that's going to split their votes in half. It's kind of like how uh, right-wingers pay somebody to run for the pot party so they'll steal some of the Democrat votes. I think it would be that that thing. So somebody brought that up on Twitter, one of the political analysts, of the idea that he might end up running as an independent. And I've got to think that they're scrambling because of that. Because even CBS mentioned all these other potential candidates that would have chances and that might, after the lack of red wave, might actually move away from some of his ideals. And then you would have a lot of people, I think, in the country being loyal to him. And it would split their vote. Political drama. Let's take a break. We'll talk to Jace Frederick very soon. Matthew Collar in for Henry Lake. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. All right, we are back on uh, The Lake Show here for a couple minutes, and then Jace Frederick will come up. I've been teasing the hell out of this Jace Frederick interview. It better be good. Jace better be ready to bring it. He always does. We'll talk Timberwolves with him, and I just can't wait. I got off on a total tangent. I was going to say earlier... Because I started talking about you know Trump running again and all that, and uh, you know, I was Zach Lowe who does the best podcast in the universe on ESPN. Um, and what I was going to say before I just took it and 
God only knows where, was that uh, I listened to his show despite watching almost no basketball. Because it's that good and it's that interesting. And the Timberwolves have come up on numerous occasions recently. And every time, it is just throttling them. And, and, and Zach is like the most even-handed person. But he, he pointed out this possession that they had where Carl Anthony Towns was hustling up the floor and wanted the basketball and didn't get it. And then ran out of bounds on purpose and Anthony Edwards seemed to throw him the ball out of bounds on purpose to be like, bleep you for being passive-aggressive, which, like, look, Minnesota, passive-aggressive basketball is actually kind of hilarious. Like, what if all the basketball players played passive-aggressively? They just threw the ball at each other's heads when they weren't looking or something. Like, I don't know. Uh, but, like, he was using that as evidence that the Timberwolves just have no chemistry and they don't like playing with each other and everyone looks miserable and it could not be the more opposite with the Minnesota Vikings, where there are some numbers, some schedule analysis, some randomness that you might look at and say, like, I don't know if this is for real. But the one thing you can say about them is that they seem to absolutely love playing with each other. And in my previous experience, I would say that's a big deal. I think it is a big deal. The only other team that I've covered that was like this, that's this close, that seems to really care about each other, was in 2017 when they had Teddy Bridgewater, Terrence Newman, uh, Everson Griffin. That team bonded really, really closely throughout the season. And, yeah, look, winning always does that. But uh, the veterans on the team who are really great have set the tone, and their coaches let them do it, and it's had a, a tangible impact. And when I watch the Timberwolves, you have a coach who's just not in control at all, and you have diva players who don't really want to play defense. And if it's their night, it's their night. And if it's not, they're going to shoot anyway. D'Angelo Russell, I'm looking at you. Nobody really wants to play for each other. No one wants to be unselfish. And, you know, role players are pretty important. And they just kind of said, eh, who cares about the role players? Let's send some of them to Utah. Let's get Patrick Beverly out of here. And look, Beverly probably got obnoxious with his act at the end. There's a reason why he bounces from team to team. Still, they don't really have any sandpaper on the team. If you're a hockey person, you know what I mean. And they don't have any chemistry whatsoever on the team. And I think that there's really something to people, fans wanting their team to bond and want their team to care about each other and look like they're having a good time. Like Think about watching Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady earlier this season. And just how upset they looked all the time. Was anyone enjoying that? Like, like, can I ask one small thing of the Minnesota Timberwolves? Grow up. Like, you are, I mean, grow up. Like, how are you doing that? How are you not trying on a possession? How are you having four people out there in a four on five because somebody's not paying attention like it's kindergarten? How is this happening? Like, get over yourselves, man. Play team basketball and win some games, for God's sake. Everybody wants everything exactly their freaking way, or they just cannot possibly. It is remarkable with this team. Like, the best teams in the NBA, they move the ball, they play unselfishly, they play defense, they care, they play hard. And you see the results of it. I mean, my gosh, if somebody gives like 80% every night in the NBA, they'll win 60 games. 
Like it's just how the league is. The league is so brutal that it takes so long, you know, throughout the winter. I mean, if you aren't close as a team, if you don't care as a team, you're just going to get beat by worse teams that care more. And that's been the Minnesota Timberwolves. This team has 55 wins in them if they want it. But every time I've watched them so far, I have not seen them want it. And I, look, I'm not going to celebrate a championship for one win the other night against Cleveland. And I think they'll win games. That they, that they have enough talent where they'll win games. Anthony Edwards will take over a game here or there. And Carl will play well and uh, you know so forth. And they'll eventually win. But if this is how you're going to be, where every person needs everything to be exactly the way they want it to be, and they won't have any unselfishness at all, you're just not going to win that much. You're just not going to go deep in the playoffs. So I will get Jace Frederick's uh, response to this. But one, at one point, at one point this year, Jace tweeted, they make you hate watching basketball or something like that. Oh, like they're a travesty to basketball, something of that effect. And it's been that bad. So we're going to ask him, can they turn it around? Can they get on a winning streak? Can they bond in some possible way to where if you go to the arena, you don't uh, regret everything except for the pretzels, which are actually quite good at the arena. Uh, Matthew Collar in for Henry Lake. We'll talk with Jace when we return. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. All right, we are back. Jace Frederick is on hold, but Jace has to hold on because CBS Radio has let us down two times now. Two times we thought they were either going to go to Donald Trump or that in their news report it was going to be Donald Trump saying that he is right. So we have the clip. So why don't we play the clip just so everybody can hear it, just so we we weren't making this up. This is really happening. In order to make America great and glorious again, I am tonight announcing my candidacy for president of the United States. 
So there you have it. It's it, it's a thing that's going on. Uh, basketball is what we're going to talk about next though, with uh, Jace Frederick. So there's your lead in, Jace. How are you? I can't believe I just got put on hold for Donald Trump. Well, you know, look, I mean, if CBS had held up their end of the bargain, CBS News was supposed to just play it. Uh, and then we, we were going to give it to everybody, and then we are going to come back and talk basketball. But then they talked about some other thing. So anyway, uh, what's going on, man? You been good? How you doing? Haven't seen you in a while. You're covering yeah. basketball. I know, I know. I'm doing the whole basketball thing. You're doing the whole football thing. Those worlds don't collide enough. Um, I'm good. Um, I'm better than the Timberwolves. I will put it that way. I just went on a rant in the last segment about how, like, at some point – these players on the Minnesota Timberwolves have to decide that everything can't be your way all the time. Anybody who has siblings, are you an only child, Jace? Do you have brothers, sisters? I have an older brother, four years old. Okay, all right, then you get this. Then you get this. Anybody who grows up with siblings understands you don't always get what you want because sometimes your older brother needs something. Sometimes your younger brother needs something, and you're taught that by age like four. Someone needs to tell the Timberwolves and Anthony Edwards and Carl Anthony Towns, this cannot always be every single thing in the entire world that you want. You're going to have to sacrifice a little bit for your teammates to play together as a squadron. Is that so much to ask, Jace? I think there's that. Um, And I don't think, even I think as those guys try to wrap their heads around that, I don't think they fully grasp what that means. Like, I think to them, it's like, oh, yeah, I have to sacrifice a little bit. And for Anthony Edwards, that means standing and watching as Carl Anthony Towns has the ball, you know, and, and vice versa. And, like, you know, and, and then they end up in those kind of shells, and it's like, yeah, I'm sacrificing. It's not my turn this possession. So I will stand and watch Cat or Delo shoot this possession, and the next time it will be my turn, and it's their turn to stand and watch me because we're sacrificing for the betterment of the team. Um, it's like, no, I uh, – Yes, you can maybe do something. You can cut. You can set a screen. You can do things that will either get yourself open or it might get your teammate open um, and create more movement and create a less set defense that you or somebody else gets to go against. Um, and then defensively, like, it's not much sacrifice happening there either. Um, so there's a lot to figure out. Um, it's a little confusing why there is so much to figure out because even with adding Rudy Gobert, like, so many of the other pieces were still together last season um, and they kind of went through the same process and now they're doing it part two, um, 12 months later. At some point players in the NBA will have to realize if they ever want to win, which, you know, some people do, some people don't that ball movement is still King and it always has been. And it always will be when Yale or Cornell beats some team in the tournament. It's probably because the players are like 24 but it's also because they like play together and that's the only way they could possibly be good because none of them are great athletes. And when you watch men's college basketball, one dude dribbles at all the other dudes and then gets fouled and he gets 20 points a game at the free throw line. Like that's not winning. And that's what they want to do. It's like, okay, Russell just wants to take people one-on-one. Edwards wants to take people one-on-one. It results in a lot of bad, bad shots. And we've watched the Warriors year after year after year with one of the greatest big man passers in the history of this universe in Draymond Green and one of the most unselfish stars in Clay Thompson who just sets up in one spot and waits for the right pass and hits a three. Like, does, am I taking crazy pills here, Jace? Like, I mean, I, I, I know that this is taught by coaches. I am not telling coaches anything. Why do players not recognize the more unselfish you are, the actually the better it is for you? 
Yeah, I don't know. And it's something that some guys pick up and some guys either don't um, or it just takes a really long time. And I'm not entirely sure why that is. And I don't know why that's been the case here with the Wolves. And frankly, like the thing that's maddening, I think, is even in the first quarter of games sometimes, you know, you can tell like Chris Finch harps on this stuff every single day in practice. He tells us afterwards how much he's harping on it. And then, like, the first quarter, you'll see it, like, the first eight minutes or so. It's like, yes, okay, they're early actions in the offense. They're getting they're getting some flow going. They're moving the ball. There is a lot of passing. Um, and there is a lot of, like, it's not just ball movement in the NBA. It's also off-ball player movement. Um, and Minnesota is doing all of those things. Um, and sometimes, yeah, there are actions to kind of initiate all of it, which I think is kind of the nudge these guys need. Uh, and you see it, and it's like, okay, here they go. And then it's – and then just stalls out. And then they all just kind of like reset back to their norms, um, their defaults. And that is especially true in the last five minutes of games. And that was the one thing I don't think they ever fixed last year was their late game offense. Like these guys all went back to the quote unquote hero ball personas that so many of them have. Um, and it, it hampered them throughout the year. It hampered them in the playoffs. And like, even in the win over Cleveland, they went seven for 21 in the fourth with four turnovers. And, it was terrible offense, and it was exactly the same thing, closing time offense that we saw all last year, and it nearly cost them that game as well. So I don't know. Like, some of these guys, I think at some point you are who you are, right? Um, and, and you can argue that they have too many guys who are like that and not enough guys who can compensate for that, and that might be an issue of this team. You know, uh, I was thinking about how Jace Frederick of the Pioneer Press with us about how every generation has a player that they look at that's this unselfish guy that is a, a cog in the machine that maybe, you know, 20 other people could have done the same job, but it needed to be somebody like Dennis Rodman is the guy for Chicago. Like imagine the confidence that you have as a shooter. If Dennis Rodman's on your team, knowing he'll track down every rebound, Udonis Haslam did this for LeBron James in Miami. He would just fight people on the court and did not seem to care if he scored. And then you have Draymond Green. And I'm not co-signing on everything Draymond Green does, that's for sure, like cold-cocking his own teammate because he's a nut. But his role in that team, in my brain, when they signed Gobert, I thought he can be this for these other guys. Like He could be this guy who just glues them all together and makes them want to play unselfish basketball, and he fights for rebounds and blocks people, and then everybody else just kind of comes together. Why has it not been that? Well, I think, frankly, like Jared Vanderbilt was that in retrospect for the team last season. Mm -hmm. Um, But Rudy Gobert, I think one of the problems, especially offensively, was, and and part of it, I think, was that the front office, the coaching staff, sold him on this, too. Like, we're going to unlock you offensively. We're going to do things more so because we think that there was a lot of things that you can do offensively that Utah didn't do to use you. Um, And we're going to empower you to have the ball more on the top of the key. And if you have space, if you're in space, like, hey, go ahead and create on the block, um, all these types of things. And I think it's just created like another mouth to feed almost. And not to say there's been too much of that, but you can say there's, frankly, like every opportunity, um, a lot of them have been wasted possessions because they're trying, they're like so hyper-focused on getting him the ball in advantageous positions. And he's just not that type of player. Um, and so that's been an issue. And then defensively, I think a big thing is like Rudy Gobert is an anchor, but it's one of those things where like – his presence and then the lack of like a Patrick Beverly and a Jared Vanderbilt means that other guys have to be the perimeter presence. And they're just not that. 
Um, and so now you've got guys defensively, it's like a locomotive um, coming full speed without any resistance, full speed at Gobert. And, and frankly, it's making him look worse as, as bad as he's been in like any years um, because there's just nothing you can do in pick and roll when it's essentially two on one and they're going full speed at you. And the guard who is supposed to be helping you out is a foot behind the play because he got beat off one dribble. Um, and so like, I think there are a lot of holes within this big three of Edwards, Elo, Cat that were formed, you know, a couple of years ago. And, and a lot of people wondered, hey, is this ever going to work? And and it turned out like Beverly and Vanderbilt kind of look like the antidote for it. Um, and Gobert, as good of a player as he is, and, and things he's brought, like at the end of the Cleveland game, it was a couple defensive plays by Gobert that kind of really helped them stave off disaster. Uh, but it doesn't cover the same holes. Um, and so their weaknesses shine more, and there's only so much you can do about that. And offensively, it's like, I think it's just got to be a little bit more of just like, move Gobert out of the picture uh, because you can't have another mouth with these guys out there. Um, so there's a lot of ironing out to go here, but I, I really do think it's like, it's not that he's been bad. Um, it's not that he hasn't tried to be some kind of glue force, but they took out glue pieces. Um, and now there's a little less adhesive there. Um, so that's not necessarily Gobert's fault as it is maybe like a personnel decisions made. Okay. I've got the solution. He can be Robin Lopez where they go stick him in the corner and he could be a corner three-point shooter. I don't think that's going to work because he took that one three, and I, I think, think it, one three and it airball. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's correct. Yeah, you're right about that. Tough. That's not good. Uh, Jace, <laughs> every conversation that I hear from other people, from national people, I talk about listening to Zach Lowe all the time. It always ends up in one spot, and you know exactly what I'm going to say. It always ends up with, are they going to have to trade Carl Anthony Towns? And it feels like if this if this bus keeps traveling on its route and keeps you know playing 500 basketball with everything that they gave up to get Rudy Gobert, it, either he's demanding to be traded or the organization is looking around and going, look, we've tried everything. We've tried everything. We tried Jimmy. He couldn't take it here and left and went to the finals. We tried Gobert, who's been this long, successful player. We've tried having lots of role players. We tried having lots of stars. We tried whatever else. It, 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 just, it just feels like this has a couple of months to change, or that's going to be the only answer. And I don't disagree with that. Like, I do think the Gobert trade was kind of like the biggest thing was I think this organization has for years, as you just mentioned, said like, okay, what, is, what do we need to maximize Cat here? What do we need to take pressure off or kind of cover up his weaknesses. And I think in Gobert, they said, okay, here's that big physical brooding force, that center who can take like the defensive interior load off cat, um, who can be so many things that Carl has struggled with, who can make Carl like the foul trouble issue go away, all these things. Like let's try another solution um, to cover up the holes in cat's game. And yet it hasn't been that like, the fouling is still there. And offensively, it looks like, okay, I think you've taken away Carl's greatest mismatch, which is him going up against another center when Cat's on offense, a guy who he can just kind of blow by from the perimeter. We still see that when he's with the second unit, but not with Gobert. And so, like, you've maybe covered up a hole, but you've created other issues. Um, And it really is like for his entire career here, you've been trying to find different ways to maximize him. And if it doesn't work, it doesn't work, it doesn't work, and the team never gets where you want – well, then it is kind of a signal of, like, maybe we're not going to find the solution here. Maybe he's not the guy that we do need to build around. And I'm not giving up on this group yet, but it doesn't look good in the early returns. But I do think if this doesn't work and you are able to say a few months from now, this ain't going to work, um, that is a reasonable decision, conclusion to come to. Um, 
at some point you do have to say, okay, I think we've been acting in the best interest of Carl Anthony Towns. Maybe we need to now act in the best interest of Anthony Edwards. And here's where I disagreed with what Zach Lowe said on that podcast. He said, the biggest mistake they can make is trading Towns um, and leaning even more into the Gobert uh, timeline versus the Edwards timeline. Don't you think they would trade Towns for picks um, and maybe a couple of young players as well? Like, I think you can make a Towns trade that is much more in the Edwards timeline than the Gobert one. Um, and then Gobert can just be a veteran piece that's helping Ant as he's trying to ascend. You know, like... I, so I, I do think that a Towns trade probably should lean more into building around Anthony Edwards, and I, I would totally understand if they took that route. A Towns trade would just just be soul-crushing. I mean, it just would be like all of the promises made and never really came close to keeping any of them, as great as he's been. Like, I mean, you look at all of his numbers, and like, I, I, I don't get it. I don't, like, why doesn't this work? But I think we see, it's like highlighted this year. Like, why doesn't it work? I think you got it. Like this year, um, just real quick, uh, are you getting your Super Bowl Vikings T-shirt, Jace? Do people get those ahead of time? Uh, they probably you can custom make any kind of T-shirt. Mm, that's true. That's true. I don't know. I, I am so intrigued by the NFC playoffs, and I, I think the biggest thing right now for Minnesota is like just chasing that almighty one seed, which they took one step closer to this weekend with the big win in Buffalo and Philly's loss. But like. The NFC playoffs are going to be so interesting because I think we can watch all of this go down and still not be too sure that like one is going to be that much better than seven. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I, I think just skipping around is the biggest thing that anybody can do um, to increase their chances uh, to advance through this thing. I have no idea. I think Minnesota could easily drop a home game um, in the first round. They could be the two that drops to the seven, but I think that's true of anybody. Um, because the NFC is so wide open this year. So I'm not saying it couldn't be the Vikings. I'm saying it could be like anybody. Um, I am fascinated to watch the NFC playoffs, and here we go. But I think if Minnesota, at least if they have this moxie of every time they're in a close game, they legitimately think they're going to win because they did all season. That can only help you. Um, it, It can only put you in a position to where, like, Maybe you can believe your way through it, um, and and why not? Uh, they seem to just be getting better. I will definitely give them credit for that. So, you know, no reason to, to believe in somebody else more than them. I think right now in this conference, it is more up in the air than ever. I think, uh, Jace, great to get together, buddy. Feel free to stop out to TCO Performance Center. Just say hello every once in a while after training camp. We lose you for the entire NBA season, but you're doing great work covering the Wolves. Thanks for coming on, buddy. Hey, I think uh, Target Center. We can always make a seat for you. <laughs> Is uh, are there seats available that I could stop by? Okay, I'll consider it. I will say there's a WCCO radio seat next to me that is often empty, and I mean if you're if you're here, like it, it feels like you could fit that fill that void. Okay, well they're gonna have to make me. Okay, so they're gonna have to play together <laughs> some more. <laughs> Thanks, Chase. Catch you later, buddy. All right, yeah. uh, one more segment left. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? 
Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. All right, just putting a bow on the show here. Let me ask you, Jonathan Lowe, uh, where are you at with believing with the Vikings? I said it on Sunday with Geraldine Steele. That, that win on Sunday, the guile that they showed. Mm-hmm. They're a Super Bowl contender. They weren't a Super Bowl contender necessarily going into Sunday. They're kind of eh, maybe. No, they're a Super Bowl contender. They are. I completely agree with you. That was my declaration from the Buffalo press box uh, right after the game and the podcast. Purple Insider, wherever you get your podcast, by the way. Um, the, we dialed it up, and it was like one of the first things I said. Like, you can't, you can't question their candidacy. You can question other candidacies. That may have been announced tonight, but you can't question the candidacy for the Super Bowl of the Minnesota Vikings. All right, thanks to Henry for letting me fill in. We'll catch you all next time. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.